good tidings, bedfellows and fruitcakes. Come, gather round the shrimp and olive tower, because we're having a little solstice party for the winter holidays. Uh, just the two of us. Carolyn's here, and I'm Cornelia, and, uh, you know, we're just sipping some drinks, nogging some eggs. You don't believe the aluminum tinfoil ball I just coughed up. What? How did that happen? Like a hairball, but tinsel just you just get so carried away I do I really just love licking all the tinsel off myself and then a couple hours later gotta pay the price if they didn't want me to eat it why is it so shiny why is it silver all my favorite foods are silver so deceiving it wouldn't be a holiday cocktail party without some holiday cocktails um Carolyn do you want to share what what you've been nursing yeah, so um, many are calling this the uh, the Phillips head screwdriver because it's not a screwdriver at all. Come at me, Phillips head screwdriver fans. I'm ready for it. Um, I'm, making, I'm drinking vodka and cranberry, uh, otherwise known as a Cape Cotter, but inspired by a screwdriver, despite not having orange juice in my house. Like a true New Englander. Yeah. What are you drinking? Well, I have a beverage and that I got the recipe from another uh, recipe book that I have from the year 1970, simply called The Gourmet Guide to Cooking Eggs. So every recipe, recipe, (laughs) every recipe recipe contains not one, but multiple eggs. (laughs) I've made one from, from the beverage chapter called The Arctic Sparkle. It's pretty much a, a spiked ginger ale with an egg in it. Um, I'm not mad at it. There's some gin in there. It tastes like a Christmas tree and it, um, the mouth feels that of an egg. So we're, we're really rocking around the Christmas tree over here, I guess. Around something, that's for sure. I'm rocking around the chicken coop. Gosh, dang it. Speaking of cocktails, (laughs) chickens. (laughs) We did it. Yeah, we don't really know what we're going to call these. This is just kind of a, we're honestly just going to be having a chat, filling in the the dead air in between seasons of our normally programmed uh, episodes. I was tossing around the idea as a, a martini sode. I like that. I kind An of refuse to give it a solid, a solid name. Like it should figure it out for itself. Yeah. Martini sode is good. Yeah. That sounds like the protagonist of a cartoon uh, detective. <laughs> Teeny sewed. On the case. I got a big magnifying glass. <laughs> no nose, just eyes. Just, eyes. <laughs> just uh, the mind in the holidays becomes an attic, I'd say. The walls mm. tilt in. The temperature yeah. gets a bit warmer internally. You're just Start peeling off all the wild paper and writing on it and then going insane. Leaving your messages. Yeah. <laughs> I was just thinking the other day, the best tag I ever saw in like it wasn't even graffiti. It was just like written on the wall of a bathroom in Mississippi. It was at like a like an old 
dive shindiggy type place and it just said star weaver wove her reality here from (laughs) (laughs) and the date was like from 07 and I saw this in like 2015 that's when I was in Mississippi but I think about it constantly are you sure that wasn't just a hallucination induced by dehydration and heat Maybe. In 2015, I took a bike trip from Memphis, Tennessee to Tunica, Mississippi. We were going to New Orleans, but we got derailed because the heat index was 120 degrees and uh, Cornelia's don't suit well that (laughs) that temperature. (laughs) But I'm still alive. So take that, Mississippi. Yeah. Hell yeah, Mississippi. What do you think about that? Eight miles out of Memphis and I got no spare. That song is about drugs. But also in in another way about Cornelia biking in Mississippi. Yeah, it's true. Popped a lot of tires outside of Memphis. Great town, Memphis. Carolyn, do you ever make any, like, uh, I don't know, like soups out of shrimp for the holidays? You know, shrimp has always been kind of a great white whale for me um, since I became a vegetarian at 10. And that was mm. the hardest thing for me to give up was, was shrimp. shrimp. Yeah, because that was, like, fascinating. That was my go-to, like, we never made it at home, you know, but mm-hmm. I would get popcorn shrimp every time I went to Legal Seafoods, you know, like, good good Massachusetts girl. Um, you know, if there was, like, a shrimp plate at, like, a reception, I was eating a lot of it. Like, it was something that I loved and now can't remember the taste of it all. And, like, sometimes mm-hmm. I still think about becoming pescatarian and, like, that would mean I would have unfettered access to shrimp and like that just I think that would be really overwhelming to me as a an adult woman like you mean I can just eat this now there's certain boundaries that you like to set for yourself just to keep you from becoming a complete agent of chaos and I guess that shrimp for you and maybe it's um oh gosh I don't give myself a lot of rules do I I guess I don't order mixed drinks at bars is the thing because I just mm. know that I'll become someone I'll regret. <laughs> Dark Cornelia. <sighs> yeah, I mean, I think it's, I think about my own vegetarianism a lot. And I'm like, I, I never learned to cook. I learned to cook chicken breasts in my foods class in high school. But the idea of going back and then just being able to like buy and cook whatever meats I want. I'm like, this would be like a second puberty for me. Like it would be so much coming at me so fast. Like I, I'm not opposed to it, but like the last 14 years of my life have been, you know, it would be a big culture shock. That's true. I bring it up because one of the few festive things I own is a ladies home journal cookbook from the year let me see I think it's 74 let me just double check I'm not entirely sure 1970 even earlier wow Uh, ladies home journal handbook of holiday cuisine uh edited by (laughs) Margaret Happel and Elsa Harrington tag yourself uh, I'm I'm Margaret Happel (laughs) I'll be Elsa that's fine I've got some German blood in me (laughs) um But uh, I'm leading up to the shrimp topic, but uh, if I may indulge in just what the inner cover says. Please. During the winter holidays, from Thanksgiving to Twelfth Night, more parties are on the agenda in homes across the country. This aged poorly. (laughs) But there's more parties than any other time of year, and parties means food prepared from recipes that work like a charm. (laughs) 
you so know, cute. in here it's, it claims to have exotic soups, meat dishes for all types of entertainment, dressy vegetables, and wintry salads. <laughs> so I think by exotic soups, they mean something called bookbinders shrimp chowder. Bookbinders. Whoa. <laughs> Is this an occupation that no longer exists than that I now wish does? Because I think I could be a bookbinder. I think the dad from the book Ink Spell is a bookbinder, but we all know what happened to him. <laughs> we don't have to. <laughs> we don't Let's not that. go there. <laughs> Please. To bring the mood down with the mid-level this is fantasy. This upstanding show. <laughs> True. But um, bookbinder shrimp chowder. It's onion, margarine, flour, salt, white pepper, mace, M-A-C-E. Is that a spice? Yes, but I also... read it as the weapon. <laughs> I think um, that's white... bookbinder. <laughs> oh, it's nutmeg. Not today. I think it is just, oh, it's the sister spice of nutmeg. Oh, cute. So that's nutmeg. the seasonalness comes in probably. Yeah, that's nice. But it's small shrimp, half a pound of it, uh, some crab meat, and dry sherry. And that's a chowder. That sounds I awesome. Guess. <laughs> honestly why? that sounds like really good <laughs> yeah I bet it's pretty good it just made me laugh that it's um the man that pastes all the books together I almost picture like you know how it's a joke I, I think there were jokes of, of it in Arthur and PBS's Arthur that <laughs> like if you're a real nerd or if you're a real like not with it yet socially you eat library paste am I crazy or do you have you heard that of was, that that was that's definitely a thing that's just like what what the weird buster types would do. <laughs> the buster and thinky types. A real rogue buster <laughs> would be I'll someone to eat. Buster. Chow down in the back. Um, I I mean, so is the bookbinder. I so I can't imagine he's a, it's a suave character. No. I see someone that's perhaps a bit reclusive, perhaps a bit slow to realize what's going on. So you're doing a, a let them eat paste to the bookbinders. Well, because someone that's eating paste, I picture that as a child. I wonder what that child would have grown up to. And maybe is the answer making shrimp chowder for Christmas. That, that could be true. I I think of bookbinder as a job that like, it's sort of like a rom-com job, but like a Hugh Grant rom-com where like he's the one with the weird job. Oh, yeah. You know, like, trying to think, like, how horny, like, 14-year-old me would be if, like, someone was like, oh, you know, I'm just, like, an awkward book binder. Like, I have, like, two friends, and one of them's, like, five one, <laughs> And I just love, like, wearing little shirts and book binding. I don't know how to do anything else. <laughs> oh, it's just all I know. I Do I read them? Absolutely not. But it seems like I would, wouldn't it? No, but I secretly want to be a writer. <laughs> I wonder if the equivalent of like that weird Anglophile outbreak in the early 2010s, like mm. British YouTubers, oh Sherlock was on TV. The equivalent to that kind of a lore, maybe 20 years earlier, would have been the 1990s Hugh Grant modeled bookbinder. I, th I think so and it's like okay okay I have a good I have a good setup okay mild-mannered Vermont dweller 
Katie travels to England on business and has a beautiful um, encounter with bookbinder Hugh Grant. Um, she 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 leaves him in the lurch. Uh, she does one of those things where she leaves while he's still asleep. The right. next day, it flies back to Vermont. The twist: he's going to the Breadloaf Conference this year. <gasps> oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> he's the one that pasted all those recipe books together. But also, his mother, who's now deceased, was a bread baker, and he goes every year. It's a wonder that they hadn't crossed paths before. <laughs> it's a literary conference. <laughs> oh. But maybe 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 the other twist is he's he's going there, but he's the chef, but he really wants to write still, so he's just trying to soak in the the words. She's she's gonna teach him how to love the Vermont way. Yeah. He'll be like, where where are all the bobbies? <laughs> Let me show you how to tap directly into a maple tree. <laughs> We're gonna get sticky bookbinder. Yes, bookbinder. <laughs> it does Keep sound a paste. little. <laughs> it sounds a little bit like an insult to call someone a bookbinder, or if you're the most annoying person wearing a turtleneck at a party, you'd be like, "You've never heard of the works of Dieter Bookbinder." <laughs> you bet Dieter. I look down on you. <laughs> it's kind of like a a street urchin insult. Like, get get off of your bookbinder! Like, <laughs> take your business elsewhere. Take your bookbinder. <laughs> I'm the artful dodger. <laughs> get lost. Get lost. It's me, Hugh Grant. <laughs> <laughs> I'm here to save your movie. I think you could send that to Hallmark. That sounds like a winner to me. Thank you. What do we call it? Um. The Christmas bind. Yeah. Bound for Christmas. <laughs> the bound of books and music. And then secretly in the either in the in the raunchy sequel or in the subtext, he's really into bondage. Yes. Drawn and quartered with Hugh Grant. Fifty shades <laughs> of paste. Yes. Oi, oi, oi. Oi, oi, oi. To You've experience those Fifty Shades phenomenon again. <laughs> we'll never oh, forget the erotic rush of checking my friend's mail with her and finding that her mom had ordered Fifty Shades of Grey. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> <It was> amazing. <laughs> I also have memories of being at friends' houses in the midst of the phenomenon, the mm -hmm. phenomena. This egg's really hitting my bloodstream. This gingered egg. <laughs> yeah, you're not yourself. <laughs> just like mothers and friends of mothers being like, so I just bought this book from Barnes and Noble in person. I handed it very confidently to the to the bookseller. And now I realize it's a it's a smutty, smutty British book. <laughs> and uh I'm gonna finish it, but gosh, I wish I'd known. <laughs> Because Fifty Shades of Grey is, like, boring, right? Like, grey is not an erotic color to moi. I agree. That's, like, a very celibate color. There's a reason monks wear those muted tones. Yeah, that's Fifty true. Fifty Shades of Fuchsia would be cool. And that would show me that the... the What's the gentleman's name? Christian Christian, Christian Grey. If he is Christian Fuchsia, that would be cool. <gasps> that would... He would own... 
some sort of enterprise that they would explain what it was, but it would also be like admirable to be a to be a white collared fuchsia peddler. They never <laughs> say what Christian Gray does for work. <laughs> yeah. It's like you're dating the Christian Fuchsia and you've never heard of him. <laughs> Clearly you don't. <laughs> what do you make at Fuchsia Industries? It's kind of like how in um I don't know if you saw the new the the invisible man with Elizabeth Moss, but there's a line in it. <laughs> the line where she's like, he's a world leader in the field of optics. It's like, what does that mean? What does that mean? Does he make robot eyes? <laughs> he oh, makes yeah. eyes for robots. What's not clear? <laughs> I was that was the movie I was planning on seeing um in you know, before. In February, I used to, I, I was in a dark place. I was going to a chiropractor three times a week because they gave me a really cheap deal. And I was like, my oh back my hurts. I don't know. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Will this make me better? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I just want to hurt less. <laughs> Will this fill the emptiness? Yeah. <laughs> just like, um, I'm just going to do this every morning. <laughs> Um, so I would take the bus there and then there's a movie theater right there. So I would usually go see a movie after because I was working service. I was working a lot of nights. Mm-hmm. So my favorite like solitary day treat was to go take myself out and see like a terrible movie at 11 a.m. It's the thing I miss the most doing. I miss it so much. Uh, it's really sad. <laughs> um, but that was a movie where I was like, maybe I'll go see it like the last day. And then I didn't go. And I think I saw... Um, Margot Robbie, Birds of Prey instead. Which oh, I, yes, yes, yes. Which I did actually like a lot. but I enjoyed that one too. But afterwards, after the shutdown, I was like, why didn't I see Russell Man? <laughs> That's what, it seemed like the perfect movie to watch because I don't like watching scary movies by myself at night. But during the day, it's like, yeah, I'll take the bus home, mull yeah. it over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I saw it in um, whilst in quarantine with my roommate Nicole hello Nicole if you're listening um but <laughs> it, it wasn't my favorite I know people who really loved it and good for them I just you know I'm I have to be a contrarian about things it just weirded me out that both of the dark universe movies the mummy with Tom Cruise and the invisible man with uh Elizabeth Moss are both like Scientology driven so I had to you know really lean into that <laughs> <laughs> But Nicole, Scientology first. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Nicole just made me laugh because she, she she's like, so if she also wears the invisible suit, will there no longer be like characters in the movie? It's just like <laughs> things getting knocked off of counters in the fight scenes. No people, um, which isn't the case, but no. I wish. Yes, there are some some interesting moments, but I was just like, you know. I have another, um, I don't think of this more as a jumping off point for a Hallmark movie or, you know, an old timey rom-com, but if you've, you've heard of Surf and Turf as a, a, a red meat with a sea meat. Yeah. There's a recipe in here simply called Steak Neptune, which sounds like the most beautiful drag king name. Oh, Snake Neptune? Steak Neptune. Steak Neptune. Oh, I mean that's beautiful. <laughs> that is really beautiful. It's lobster tails cooked in butter, 
and then a steak that you use instant meat tenderizer, hickory smoked salt and olive oil, and you cook that. That's awesome. But I've never, but I've never heard rock of recipe. <laughs> oh, absolutely. It's very like, um, like the common, the most beautiful word combination in the world is cellar door. I would think it's up like runner up would be st steak Neptune. <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> Um, it says you can cook it with rice, but I don't like that. No, why would you? If you're already committing to being like two types of meat, why would you put rice in the mix? Just be like, I don't think you're gonna be like laying this on a bed of romaine and just be like, I just want two types of meat. Like, just make some asparagus if you're really trying to impress somebody, but rice just seems like a waste of my time. Yeah, come back when you have a meal for grown-ups, all right. <laughs> There's a pretty nice description for the chapter six confections and cookies chapter it says who among us is not enticed by the spicy sweet aroma of cookies in the oven or tugged nostalgically by the fun of a taffy pull. I do love that shows taffy pull. Yeah, like remember growing up in the 1920s, Margaret, when we would skip down to the five and dime and the soda shop and in the window of the, the sweet shop spelt with two P's and an E. The taffy pull would be a pull-in. You wrote all those folk songs about it. Oh yeah. Uh, Ta taffied up in blue. Yeah. <sighs> I'll see myself out. Oh, okay, I found a quiz. Oh yes, let's do a quiz. From Young Miss Magazine. Perfect. So this November 72 issue of Young Miss Magazine contains a fun little quiz on women's lips. Okay, so this is from flashback.com. Okay, so these are all true falses. Okay, great. Oh, okay. This is all right. Number one, never let a boy know you're as smart or smarter than he is. <laughs> um I would say that's false, but um the thing is, I never want to be, like, I'm happy being smart. I never want to be too smart that I know I'll never be happy, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I, I, it's it's a garden to be watered. It's just, it's not like I'm trying to, I'm not trying to overrun anything here. Right. You don't want to be like Charlie Kaufman, who just, like, makes movies about, like, how hard being like brutally intelligent <laughs> yeah when that day comes you can just cast me into the ocean and i'll understand hollow out a log and throw it down the waterfall okay number two only brainy girls like mathematics <laughs> does that awaken anything within you <laughs> um i mean i don't like math <laughs> yeah i was never a math gal but so I, I'll pass on that one. Let any mathematicians in the crowd uh, see, you know, write in if that speaks to you. Yeah. I mean, we need women in STEM in the year 2020 and beyond, but I'm perfectly happy speaking into this microphone into my laptop about, uh, <laughs> you know, <laughs> I'm happy to drink my eggs in my room by myself. <laughs> Yeah, I, I, you know, 
I know that in 20 years, there's going to be like a police robot that shoots me for jaywalking. And I would love for it to be invented by a woman. <laughs> um, so keep keep going, everyone. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's sort of the gist. Uh, last one is girls should not be aggressive and compete because it's more feminine to let boys be the leaders of the winners. I love to be so feminine when I'm letting boys be the leaders and the winners <laughs> i feel like yvonne in the spirit of her cookbook would would be like yes until it's in the kitchen post the bedroom and then you need to make some some uh like a tray bake that'll blow their minds and their intellects and their uh, libidos <laughs> don't love that a friend of mine and a listener, Leah, sent me an article. It's from Board Panda, but the article we're talking about is from a 1958 uh, edition of a McCall's magazine mm-hmm. called 129 Ways to Get a Husband. <laughs> yes. I'm going to text it to you, actually. Oh, please. Please do. Sorry, it is sent. But the article is called 129 Ways to Get a Husband. And notably one is, number five, look in the census reports for places with the most single men. Oh, wait, sorry. Back that up. Uh, One of my favorites is number six, which is read the obituaries to find eligible widowers. (laughs) Yes. Which is for the morose Wednesday Adams of the world, I suppose. Hit him with the lasagna <laughs> campaign. <laughs> uh, take a bicycle trip through Europe. <laughs> Jesus. I did that through Mississippi and I almost died. But I could have met a man that way. Attend night school. Take courses men like. <laughs> like Carburetor 101. <laughs> Steak Neptune 300. Don't be afraid to associate with more attractive girls. They may have some leftovers. That was number 24. Oh, don't take a job in a company run largely by women. (laughs) They might give you ideas. (laughs) Honestly, what has feminism got me? (laughs) I'm diving right in. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Don't room with a girl who's a sad sack and let her pull you down to your level. Oh no, that's us. Oh no. <laughs> Wear a band-aid. People always ask what happened. <laughs> oh my god. Have your father buy some theater tickets that have to be got rid of. Do you want to see cats at the Paramount this Saturday? I can't refund them. You're gonna be scared for most of it. <laughs> let's see learn how to bake tasty apple pies bring one to the office and let the eligible bachelors taste like uh, only eligible bachelors can taste my apple pie yeah carve that into the um into the steam the steam vents in the crust it'll just say hello boys hello yes hello handsome okay number 47 <laughs> is so my cubicle 
accidentally have your purse fly open, scattering its contents all over the street. Okay, what would be the flirty things you would put in your purse if you let it fly open and scatter its contents? Is it just a bunch of condoms? Like Like huge female condoms. (laughs) Like a 32-ounce bottle of lube. Um, I love, yeah. A bottle of a nice rosé. Yeah. The steak, steak Neptune. <laughs> and your tickets, your um, your couple tickets to cats and being like, oh, <laughs> I still don't have a date for these. <laughs> oh, by the way. <laughs> what else was on? Carousel, Pippin. <laughs> In the 70s. You take you yeah. to this amateur production of Pippin, sir. It's going to be Broadway so... Preview. It'll be so inspiring. You'll love Ben Vereen. We can all just spread a little sunshine. Number 70 is simply, don't be too fussy. (laughs) And right above that is, use the ashtray. Don't crush out cigarettes in coffee cups. Huh? Huh? Get a sunburn? (laughs) When you're with him, order your steak rare? Don't tell him about your allergies? (laughs) This is like <laughs> taking a Men turn. love sunburnt cannibalistic women. Yes. Oh my God. Don't talk about how many children you want. Oh, here's one that's somewhat topical. If he's a fisherman, learn how to scale it and clean a fish. Make some steak Neptune, but that's, but with fish. <laughs> I know about the girls he hasn't married. Don't repeat the mistakes they made. Oh my gosh. Oh, this is bone chilling. <laughs> Number 98. Turn wolves into husband material by assuming they have honor. That's a little too philosophical for me, yeah, I think. That's like there are two wolves fighting within me. One no. is a sturdy accountant and the other a lone bookbinder. Which do I feed? Which do I see? One, one is a rogue fisherman. <laughs> a noble bookbinder. A noble uh, but poor bookbinder. <laughs> but my hair curls and flops beautifully in my face. Number 111 is go to Yale. Okay. This Okay, sure. wait. This is in the 50s. Yale wasn't even co-ed then. <laughs> Do you just yeah. like stop by? You're like, hey, 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 you whiffing poofs. <laughs> uh, <laughs> what are you reading? Chaucer. Wow. Wow. Think at a fashionable beach at high noon. <laughs> <laughs> okay. 114, stowaway on a battleship. That sounds like. S- Famously, battleships are, like, the funnest places to hang out. (laughs) Yeah, I feel like you'd learn the coolest drinking games. Add one more to the scurvy list, boys. (laughs) Okay, I do love 121, which is stand on a busy street corner with a lasso. (laughs) Rope boom. (laughs) Yeehaw. I feel like this last category, because those last few came from a category called Wild Ideas, Anything Goes. I feel like you would just turn into Marion from Raiders of the Lost Ark. 
<laughs> just like winning drinking drink offs. Yeah, move to Wearing Nepal. A beautifully billowing shirt. <laughs> I don't <laughs> own a bar in the Himalayas. <laughs> That's how you meet meet the most rugged of men. Yeah. Oh, Marion. Wow. Early childhood crush, I think, for moi. A hundred percent. I was so mad when we watched it in social studies in sixth grade and um, Mr. Warren had to cover up certain scenes of Raiders of the Lost Ark because it wasn't appropriate for 11-year-olds or 12-year-olds, however I was old then. But I knew. I'd seen it. I remembered. What did, what did he like fast forward through like the part where he's like, it hurts here, so to kiss me here. I think he fast forwarded through the drinking game scene. Oh. Like when they're taking shots, <laughs> which I guess is responsible, but like, how else yes. am I supposed to know how cool Marion is? Right. <laughs> if not through massive amounts of clear alcohol consumption. Yeah, she really took that guy out. Yeah. Oh, she's a champ. Oh, great movie. Wow. Great I guess picture. we'll post a link for that article in the description because it is really a lot of fun and, you know. It's a lot of fun. Everyone can use a laugh. Uh, these these times. In these dark times. Ugh, lame. I'm over it. I'm done with dark times. It's just egg-based drinks and uh, shrimp-based chowders from here on out. <laughs> Ooh, yeah. yeah. Shrimp chowder sounds really good. I can say that. But... I'll see it in my dreams. <laughs> the cut dance from the Nutcracker was the shrimp chowder fairies <laughs> oh i love that do you have anything else to promote or say or express um on this martini sode uh check out the chicago genius herald if uh you haven't already we love uh, uh midwestern satire um that's sort of my only thing to promote i just finished applying to grad school which i'm sure i'll regret Carolyn's moving forward and um, I'm so proud of her. Taking a singular step. (laughs) What about you? I'm just fantasizing for when we have the vaccine I can finally have one of those pickled eggs they keep in jars at like the coolest honky tonks. Oh yeah. I want the barkeep to reach in up to his elbow and get me an egg from the bottom. Be like Give me one from the bottom, sir. The usual, Miss Green. <laughs> An egg from the bottom I'm of the jar, madam. <laughs> he tries to like use a spoon. He's like, no, you need use your hand. Like roll your sleeve up or get it wet. I don't care. <laughs> Put those guns in the jar. <laughs> yeah, that uh, that's just that's what's keeping me going. If um, <laughs> if you have a similar goal. Let me okay, know so like, on the internet. <laughs> Send us an email at loveportionspodcast at gmail.com. Well, happy happy holidays, everybody. Hope you're enjoying a, a screwdriver or shrimp-inspired drink. Uh, this Would shrimp holiday, juice be good? It, <gasps> shrimp juice? Like um, in, a, in a drink? Why not? Maybe. I don't remember what shrimp my, tastes like, but it sounds good in my head. <laughs> my um my egg recipe book has um bouillon nog which is beef stock with eggs in it and some hot sauce if you're crazy (laughs) if you're twisted it sounds good i'm not gonna try it anytime soon 
that just seems like a lot of protein to get swole <laughs> Woo! <laughs> but yes um happy holidays maybe we'll see you soon we will see you soon who knows when that'll be we'll be home for christmas if only in our dreams but yeah 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 etc etc okay bon appetit bon appetit yes, bon appetit. yes. <laughs>